0: Okay, Mario Boisai, let's start with our chazara of yesterday's material, which anyway we need to have to be able to get a flow into today's material. Um, I'm going to start from the word mantana. Mantana, um, Danny, you have me in like uh, pun mode. I'm thinking of the word Montana over here. Yeah, you have, you have, to, you have, to, you have to, you know, get my mind straight into the more over here. Okay, so it's about six lines, uh, six thin lines up, right in the middle of the line. Uh, first word of the line is yis yasvun, and then the three words later is man, mantana. So again, speaking out outside, the question that we're going to be facing right now is, who is the author of our Mishnah that taught us two halakhas and has two opinions thereby, is that one opinion is that you're not allowed to do work in Chalamoid to make extra money, but you are allowed to do work in Chalamoid to avoid financial loss. And that opinion also holds that even when you're trying to avoid financial loss, you're only allowed to do basic effort, but you're not allowed to exert yourself exceedingly. Uh, Who's one that holds those two things together? So ask the Gemara, Montana. Who is the Tana that holds both Aleph, to Pseida in Harvachalay, that you're allowed to work for the sake of avoiding loss, but not for Harvacha, not for benefit, not for profit? And B, Beys, in even the case where there is going to be financial loss, nami you're not allowed to put in major exertion, you're not allowed to put in a lot of effort. Who holds this? So Am Ravuna Rav Huna suggests the following. And again, I don't know how, if, how you personally take notes with your pencil. We're going to have four Tanayim on the rest of the... Oh, it might even be Kedai, because I'm, I'm going to reference back to them a few times. We're going to have, right over here, Rehlazer Yaakov, then in the next price we're going to have or Meir, or Yehuda, and Re-Zabri, uh ben So we're going to have four different uh, opinions um, that we're going to be referencing back to, so maybe you want to underline them just to remember what their opinions are, or maybe we'll write them down on the bottom of the page just to remember what all four opinions are, because like I said to you before, there are so many variables here between the base of Baal, and the base of Shluchin, new springs, old springs, exertion, etc., so we're going to be referencing back, so try to keep these things as clear as possible as we move forward. Barifuna says, I'm going to introduce you to a Tana that might be the author of our Mishnah. Who is that? That's Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Why? What does he say? He says in the Mishnah, You're allowed to draw water from the base of one tree. There's over-accumulation of water. By one tree, you're allowed to draw that. Again, I am adding a lot of color over here. Uh, like was pointed out yesterday, you're allowed to do basic effort to draw that water to another tree, to help water that other tree, and to avoid the overflooding by the first tree. As long as you do not do any extra effort to water the rest of the field that does not need the water as much. So what do we see over here? We see that you're allowed to do basic effort to, afford, to avoid loss, but you're not, allowed to do major, you're not allowed to do things just for benefit and profit, which the rest, rest of the field doesn't need the water. You're just doing it to make it better and to enhance and to get extra profit. You can't do that. Therefore, just make that direct pipeline from tree to tree, avoid the financial loss, but don't do anything that's for profit. So the Gemara responds to this and says, "Very nice. this definitely proves that the and Yaakov is partially compatible with our Mishnah. But the Gemara has a very valid point. We could say that we hear from Belozer that you're not allowed to profit; you're only allowed to do things to avoid financial loss. But Tircha seda But do we learn anything about his opinion of Tircha when there's going to be financial loss? We're trying to find somebody that." Ex- ex- um, explicitly holds that even if there's going to be financial loss, if you have to put in a lot of effort, you're not allowed to do that. And we don't see that in Roosevelt Miyako 's words. So again, we don't necessarily see for sure that he's incompatible, but we, don't, we need someone who we see completely is compatible with our Mishnah, who's going to be the author of our Mishnah. And again, we might even sense a little bit from the continuation of the Gemara that once we can't prove that he is the one who's fully compatible, then it maybe even seems that he's not compatible, mm-hmm. because he would speak out a little bit more that he should say that, but if it's going to be a lot of effort, you can't do that. So we don't see what he holds over here. So it seems to be he's not even the most compatible one with our Mishnah. So here's the, um, we kind of did this quickly, but uh, here's the next suggestion who the author of our Mishnah is. So, Ella, Amar of Papa, Hamani, it's Rabbi Yehudihi, the author of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. Ditanya, it's, uh, we have a b'risa, we're going to have three opinions in this b'risa, and we're going to say that the opinion that matches with our Mishnah is going to be Yehuda. What does it say in that b'risa? Mayon Hayaitse Betrila, a new Mayon. Mashkin mi menu afilu soda Paul, Paul's funny, right? Sada Beis <laughs> Um Div mayor, those are the words of Reb Meir. So is a new extreme shita in our minds that he holds that A, we have a double counter. He doesn't say he can do major exertion, but he's being make on saying even a new wellspring, which is the bigger chiddush the two types of wellsprings, and even if it's a Beis Abbao, go for it no problem, you're allowed to do those things. Again, your effort's not major, it's just a little bit of a risqué thing to do because it might cave in a little bit, and we're dealing with the base of Baal, not base of Shlachin, so it's a big chiddish from the Binyar Meir, Behold, you're able to do that, and obviously off the bat, that's not compatible with that Mishnah whatsoever. But then Rabbi Huda comes along and says the following, this is all in the Brice, Rabbi Huda, the only thing you're allowed to water is the base of Shlachin, that has dried out, and we're going to describe that a little bit more soon, but at least that is what Rabbi Huda says, and so far, we Rabbi Huda has checked off one check on our checklist because he's saying, no, you can't do baseball baal. That's profit. But you could do bash and to avoid loss. So we've covered one line in our agenda of trying to see how he matches up with our Mishnah. Now the Braissa goes on to a third opinion. It says, Loikah, Loikah, Loi you can't do this or that, which I'm not translating yet. We're going to translate it in just a couple lines from now. But that's the third opinion in our Braissa. And now it circles back to Rabbi Huda again. This is all in the Brahissa. And then the Bryce says, Yes, sir, al even more than this, lo Yifana Adam Amasamayim, You cannot, again, I said yesterday there's two ways to touch this. Either it means clear out, like there's a major job that the, the gutter system is all clogged up, and you have to do a big job to clear it out, or Yifana means to veer off that there was a little bit of a waterway pipeline that was going through the field and you did a big construction job to veer it and create some sort of tributary off of it onto your field and you wanted to be able to water your gina or your chorva. A gina is literally a garden but it's a garden that's not going to be watered on its own. A chorva is uh, almost like the Chor in in Yerushalayim, which is, Baruch Hashem, been built, but it's still called the Chorvashol, is a Chorva by definition, is a ruins. And uh, back then, when they had a building that became a ruins, and they don't ever plan on doing a construction project again, it doesn't become uh, real estate to build a mansion on top of, they let it become a garden, but it's a type of place that, if you want it to be a garden, you want it to be a fertile place, then you actually have to water it yourself. So you're not going to do it on your own. So what's going on over here is a case where um, it does need your watering, but Rabbi Yehuda still says, though, don't do any major effort to get the water there. You're not going to do a major effort. So bottom line, we're seeing over here the combination of the two statements of Rabbi The first statement of Rabbi Yehuda where he says the word no, you can't water Beis abal; you can only water Beis HaShlachan, Proves that he holds you're not allowed to profit; you're only allowed to avoid loss. And the second statement, Rabbi Yehuda, when he says you cannot be mifane to amas to get to your Gilan and churva, is showing that even when you're trying to avoid financial loss, you're not allowed to do major exertion. Check, check. We got both of our checks; everything works out. Like that. That's one long quote from a I'm going to read it inside again one more time, even, but just to repeat outside. It's a very straightforward brisa. In summary, is that we're discussing the lachas of Beis abals and based shlachin and how you're allowed to water them. Them. The Brysa lists off three opinions. We have Reb who is the most extreme chiddish of Ben where he says you're allowed to even water a base a Baal with a new wellspring. Rabbi says you're allowed to water a base and doesn't mention which type of wellspring, but again, our Mishnah seems to tell us it's both types, but he doesn't say which one it is, but we're assuming it's talking about both types. The third opinion is Reb Lozar Ben Azari, where we don't exactly know what he means yet, but Ben Kach, Ben uh, you can't uh, you can't do those things. And then finally Rahuda circles back and says, by the way, even when you're trying to avoid financial loss, you cannot do that major construction project of Amasamayim. It's curious though you his opinion doesn't come straight and it gets interrupted. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. It is interesting. It's a, it might be a little bit of a playoff of, like, once the Lord Zemeziger talks back to him, he's kind of saying, like, you know, oh, you're being mocked, like, even more than what I said before. I mean, we're do more than what I said before. But it is definitely interesting how it breaks up like that. You would think, just give, give his whole sheet that at once. But at the end of the day, we do have this entire brysa. Okay, so I'm going to read the entire brysa again inside, and then we're going to uh, do some analysis in the Gemara of this brysa. So, Ella, um, second to the last one of the line, the first wide line. So, Ella, Amar of Papa, Hamani, Rabbi Hudahi. he, Who's the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda. Datan Yezra says in the Brayso, Mayan Hayotze Betchila, a new Mayan Mashkin Mimeno. You're allowed to use it to water Afilu Sade Beis Abal, even a Sade Beis Abal. Tiber Remeir. Those are the words of Remeir. Again, like I said before, I underlined Remeir to remember his opinion. Rabbi Yehuda Imer, Ein Mashkin Ella Sade Beis Ashlachin. Shechorva. You're only allowed to water a Sade Beis Ashlachin that dried out, and then Rabbah Zeman Azaryo Imer, Loikach VeLoikach. You cannot do either one. And then the Bryce the circles back to Yehuda. Yes, sir al-Kain okay, number of Yehuda. Yehuda says, even more, You're not allowed to do this process of, I'm just going to keep, keep, keep my life simple, just use one translation. You can't do the major construction process of clearing out the amasamayim on Cholamoid, even though you're using it to water your Gina and your Chorva. Okay, now the Gemara wants to know my Chorva. When it's said in Rabbihu's opinion that you're allowed to use the ma'yon to water a bashlach in Shechorva, it's a little extra word. Again, we don't add words for nothing. What does the word chorva mean? Which means dried out and, and, and ruined? What does that mean? So Elaima, Chorva mamish. if you're gonna tell me it's literally completely dried out, literally chorva, then Lama Lidamashila, then why am I watering it? It's a lost cause. I mean there is a certain point the fields get so bad that you can't fix it. So then don't bother watering it. Don't we don't we don't do uh, you know uh, Hail Marys to try to go ahead and and, and maybe 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 and chalamoy. It has to be something that clearly could be benefiting it. So it can't mean that it's completely dried out. Because then why are you watering it at all? So Elo amar abaye. Rather amar abaye says, I'm assuming that's what the Bach says. What does the Bach say? I'm assuming there's an ella over there. V'amar. interesting Bach adds V'amar. amar. abaye. I was thinking it would say ella abaye. So v'amar abaye what's going on over here is that one of its mayones, one of its well springs that was in that area dried up and another one had opened up and the way the Mav explain explained this is is that if you have a field that's kind of out there that you never started the irrigation process then wait until after cholamoyd and start that whole process it's a field that's been irrigated and then you stop it abruptly, that's when there's a concern of financial loss, where you don't continue the process of what you're doing. So by is saying what's going on over here in the world of Yehuda is that we're dealing with the Beisot Shlachan, you started the irrigation process because there was a natural wellspring that was there and it dried up, and now there's a new wellspring over here that if you don't help it reach the different areas of the field, then you're going to have a major problem a financial loss of your field. And that's what we're talking about over here is that it's a field that there will be financial loss because one wellspring dried up and a new wellspring opened up. And that's the issue that we have at hand over here. Was Pigasa a lot that he brings the new one? I, I, the lot is just for the field, that it came out for it, you know, the, yeah, a new one. But he well, he bring, well, well his, if it just came out on his own, you're not doing anything. Then, then the, Hashem is watering your field. But don't forget, you're always involved in some way of helping it get to the different parts of your field. Again, a 9 major construction project, I keep using the example of stamping your feet to kind of let the water get there. So again, a new, old, an old one dried up, new one opened up. Now you want to get it to your field. Because if you don't get it to your field, there's going to be a financial loss. That's Reb to saying you ought to do what you're doing. Good. And now we're going to tie your will my desires, Benkaku, line. So it says, the, the Gemara, Teich the Bresa, Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah, Loikach veloikach. What does it mean, loikach veloikach? Loishna charev mayana. For loishna mayana. It doesn't matter if there used to be an old wellspring. It doesn't matter if there was not an old wellspring that dried up. Mayan shiyasa betchila loy. You're not allowed to use a brand new wellspring on Cholomoy. Um, so now he's a Mahmashita. He's the Shittah that we never saw until now, but we were afraid of, which is even though what you're doing is not inherently that much effort at all, but there's a gzera of some sort over here. Don't water your field with a brand new wellspring. In case it might fall in, you'll fix it. Therefore, don't do it whatsoever. So again, rebelism of diary is clearly not compatible with our mission either. Our mission says said you could use a brand new wellspring. So, William Mazari, now we have his Bengkoku Bengkok. I don't care if there's financial loss or not. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. I don't care if your field already started being watered and therefore there's a need for you to continue it or not. You may not use a brand new wellspring on Colomboid. And again, the reason why is because it might cave in and he's being a Mach Rashida as well. Yes? So, Ravi in the, the first mishnah that we did, is that, saying that, is that what Rabbi, Yuni is talking about? The field that it. the spring dried up and now we have another one? Well, or it could just be that you had already started, but it doesn't, you know, whatever the scenario is that, that the irrigation process has started and if you don't continue, it'll be a, a financial loss. That's what it I'm trying to our original Yeah. Doesn't say that, it says you can a new Yeah, I mean the mission doesn't speak it out for us, but it, it's clear in context of the mission there's some sort of financial loss if you don't water the field. There's a billion ways that could be true. The bottom line is, you have a field now Cholmoid. if you don't water it, you know, you're in big trouble, and it's going to be ruined. Our Bryce happens to be speaking out for us one of the scenarios of when that does happen, when there's an old Mayan, and you know, there's a new Mayan, whatever it is. That's just one of the many scenarios that could play out where you need to water your field right now to avoid financial loss. I'm just saying, in the first mention, i it sounds almost like there's a field, and there's a new Mayan, so they can use it, whereas Rabbi Huda's saying, you can only do a new Mayan if there's an old one dried up, it's not the same. He's, he's it's more yeah, more. yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, 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 I think the Gemara is them is completely, completely compatible. This happens to be one scenario of it, but uh, again, you know, the the Mishnah could be other scenarios as well. Okay, so again, we finished our so to speak, touching up over here of the brisa. that first of all we understand what the word chorva means in the world of Yehuda. Chorva means that the old wellspring dried up. And now we have a new wellspring. We understand Relazar Banazari's statement that Bankaku, Bangkok, you can't do it means whether an old one dried up or whether an old one didn't dry up, you may not use a brand new wellspring for your base of Schlachen. So we have a mayor on one end who's the most makel We have revazar Azaria on the other end who's extremely machmir. Um, even on a base of Schlachen, you can't use a brand new wellspring, and then you have a reader in the middle which uh, right down the middle seems to fit with our Mishnah very nicely, that um, both he holds that you're allowed to do work on Kalamoy to avoid financial loss, but you have to stop short if it's going to be a major exertion of effort. Now the Gemara has a question. Fine. It seems to be very nice. And, you know, we've learned very well from those who are here at Sukkah or, or your, others of you who are new now, your journeys throughout Shas. You know, we don't go, we don't go down without kicking over here. You, we, we're going to challenge this and see, really, is it really true that the Yehudah is the one who fits with our Mishnah? Says the Gemara, Omimai. Who, who said Rabbi Yehuda is compatible with our Mishnah? Dilma again. All he needs is a Dilma. You know, again, I, I hate trying to. Ref, I'm trying to avoid referencing current events, but right beyond a shadow of a doubt, right over here, right, it has to be evidence that's completely conclusive over here that um, he's absolutely compatible with our Mishnah. He's the one. So, Dilma ad kanlo ka'am in Maybe until now, Rabbi Yehuda only said what he said is that you're allowed to water beis but not a Ella mayan shiyasa is only by a brand new mayan, <laughs> only by a brand new mayan. But Dilma says the Gemara top line of base and base, and I'll again I'll read this again and we'll summarize it. Asilin fule because maybe a brand new one's going to fall in. Avol mayan shaloyatsa b'tchila, but a mayan that's not brand new, dulo in fule. That again we already established before, we're not afraid it's going to cave in. Afila base abal nami, maybe even a base abal. I'm going to speak this out outside, nor really got inside. Our Mishnah is very, very clear. Again, okay, we don't know the offer of our Mishnah is yet, but our Mishnah is very, very clear. You have yourself a base of Schlachen, new wellspring, old wellspring, makes no difference, even though it's a bigger fish, you can use a new wellspring, 100% fine. Now we're introduced to Yehuda and the Bryson on the bottom. Yehuda only has one scenario. He only talks about a new one. He limits his statement, almost like what Paul was saying a minute ago, is that he doesn't say his statement as broadly as possible. He says if you had an old one that dried up and a new one that opened up, you're allowed to use that for a Beis HaShlachem. Okay, that's fine. But how do we know he doesn't hold that if you have only an old one, they're even allowed to water a Beis HaBel? We don't know he doesn't hold that. Maybe he holds that. Maybe he holds he's more makele. He's just not sharing everything that he holds. He limits his statement by the Beis HaShlachem to, I'm allowing you to water a Beis HaShlachem when it's a brand new wellspring, but the Gemara is challenging and saying, but maybe Buddha holds, if it's a old wellspring, you can even water a Beis HaBel. And then he's no longer compatible with our Mishnah. So the Gemara has this question. The Gemara says, Let's read that together again, two lines from the bottom. Umimai, who said Rehuda is the one who's compatible with our Mishnah? Dilma ad kan, maybe, again, all we need is a maybe over here. Dilma ad kan, lo ka Rabbi Yehuda, in maybe until now, that which Rehuda says, a base you could water. But a base you can't water. Maybe that's only when there's a, Mayan, a brand new wellspring. Top line of base and a base. Dilma, because there's that grave concern that maybe it will cave in you'll do some sort of construction. It says, it's, it's, it's very straightforward. Straight right. You. It, but you can limit his statement saying, only on you're, you're, No, 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 no. You may, you may not water your field. You, can, you may only water your field if, sorry, when you're talking about a brand new wellspring, you may not water um, a case unless it's a Beis HaShlochen. But again, if we were talking about an old one, we're not talking about an old one. He, he limits the statement to this Horva thing. So, you know, that's going to be financial loss, then that's why, that's why we're going to be so makele to allow you to use a brand new one. But we're not talking at all about an old I'm just one. Like the way the, way the flows, it's like we are where mayor is talking about baseball. Right. And then Rehuda comes in a second later and says, nope, nope, only... Right, so you're saying, you're saying especially when he's on the heels of Rehuda, where yeah. he does bring out baseball. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, the Gemara is going to address, then, then then, why does why does Rehuda limit his statement? He only, you know, his words are only addressing a Bezashlachan. He doesn't address at all an old one. He only seems to only be talking about a new one. Like, any time, again, we're not so precise with our words, you know. I, I was talking to someone on the phone yesterday, who who said something like very extreme, and actually felt the need to like like correct his word usage? He says, "Don't correct me. I'm not careful with my words." <laughs> like, like that's what he said to me. Like, don't correct me. I'm not careful with my words. Like tonight, I'm not careful with the words, right? So you know, if, if you're if you're careful with your words, then like why did he choose on his own to limit his statement to a new wellspring? Like he did, nothing forced him to do that. And the fact that he chose to limit the new wellspring maybe is an indication that by an old one, even a base of Maybe. Again, all we have the word is Dilma. You know, all we have is a maybe over here. So maybe he a, even by even maybe by an old wellspring, even a base of. So again, I'll read that again inside. <coughs> who says he's necessarily compatible two lines from the bottom. Dilma ad and in base Maybe he only limits that statement by a Beis, uh, by a new Mayan, Dilma As in because maybe it's going to cave in. Aval. Mayan but a mayan that is not new, delo that's not going to cave in afila Besabal nami, even a beis as well. So now the Gemara's going to give a very interesting answer. How we know Rabbi holds, and uh, some of you have a feeling you're not going to be compelled by this answer, but it, this does happen a lot throughout Chass where you know, I know this Rebbe holds, Rebbe Yehuda holds, that it's even by an old wellspring, it's only a base of, of Shlakan is the following answer. Im Kain, if so, the Rebbe Yehuda is not compatible with our Mishnah, Mas then who is our Mishnah like? Which is, we're making a very strong assumption right now. We've met four Tanayim. Of all four of them, the only one that could be compatible right now is Rebbe We don't, and again, the Amurayim, who are analyzing the Mishnah, have gone through all of Tanaik literature, all the Mishnahis and all the Braisas throughout all of Shas. There's no one else in all of Shas that talks about this topic. We have four Tanayim in all of Shas who talk about this topic. We have Rehazim and Yaakov in the first Braisah that we had, and then in the second Braise that we have, we have Meir, Behuda, Rehazim and Azari. Those are the only ones throughout all of Shas. And we know for a fact that it seems to be, again, Rehazim and Yaakov didn't say enough to tell us that he's compatible. And therefore we're assuming he's even not compatible. And then in our Bryce for sure, if Mayor is not compatible, he's allowing you to even water a base of Bell. Be is for sure not compatible, because he doesn't even allow you to water a base of Shluchin if of his brand new. So if you want to go ahead and twist it and say maybe, maybe he doesn't hold like it, then we're left with nobody, and there has to be a of that holds of it, and therefore we'd rather just say, you know, let's stick with Rabbi Yehuda and say he's fully compatible with our Mishnah, and he even holds, when it comes to an um, a old wellspring, you cannot water a Beisabel, because then that would make it incompatible with our Mishnah. So the more answer is simply, who else is it like? We only have four nine, and therefore it must be Rabbi Yehuda and not anybody else. So, interesting answer, but that's the answer that he gives. Um... I was, I was having a chavrusa yesterday with someone who's having uh, questions about is Torah the true, you know, religion as opposed to other religions. And, uh, you know, at one point what I said was, well, well, for sure the other ones are not. He says, I'm not keeping Judaism because for sure the other ones are not. I need to know this is. <laughs> Which I said I'll have answer for that also, right? You know like that's why. So this is one of those answers that like you know for sure those ones are not. Therefore, this one has to be. But we need to compel the evidence that it is. But I think part of the package behind it is, is that they know all of shas. There are no other tanaim listed anywhere. So these are the four that we have a right to choose from. And therefore, let's keep Rabbi Yehuda compatible and say Rabbi Yehuda is the author of our Mishnah. So, but why choose that with Rabbi Yehuda not Rabbi and So that that, that that that's that's why I, I hinted to before that it seems to be that when Rabbi says what he says that, and the Gemara says, but he doesn't tell us anything about the extra tircha, that um, that's something he should have said. I mean, that's something that's almost, like, needed... So yeah. Had to. yeah, so exactly. So, no, it, when Rehlozman Yaakov said that you're allowed to go ahead and, and snap your feet to make it go from tree to tree, and doesn't, uh, you know, indicate at all about his opinion about doing major tircha, it sounds like that he should have spoken that out. If he doesn't, that must mean that it's... Uh, It's almost. I'm I'm assuming that means that it's okay to do extra tericha to avoid financial loss. Otherwise, I have the same question as you. That we have two that might still be compatible. So, why are you picking one over the other? Which I think is a valid question. Um, Okay, fine. So we're going to stop here. The next question, the Gemara is going to be then if Rabbi Huda is fully compatible with our Mishnah, why did he talk in a way that left us a little bit confused, as opposed to just speaking out in a way that will avoid all confusion? And that will be the next question, the Gemara. But. uh, I'll leave you in suspense until tomorrow.